0: The more you play with people, the more you get used to their position, you get used to their movements, and obviously you build chemistries. Did it take long to build the chemistry with Shane Walster? No, it didn't take long at all. <laughs> Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Off the ball daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you as always until 5. Happy New Year! What a year we have ahead! A Rugby World Cup, a Women's Football World Cup, the All Ireland's, the conclusion of the Premier League season, the Champions League final and chances of Irish success in golf's majors. we are looking ahead on the Saturday panel from half one, a full preview of the year in sport with predictions and views from three special guests on what they'd like to see in Irish sport as well this year. And Football Saturday is always between three and five. Graeme Gartland joining Dan McDonnell and Johnny Ward this week as we discuss all the hot topics and bring you the latest from the FA Cup third round. 53106 number of your text if you want to share your opinions with us when it comes to sport or if you have any questions for our guests during the show, you can also tweet us at Off the Ball. as always. Aidan Delaney, Wexford's Finest is in studio with me, the FA Cup taking centre stage. How are you, Aiden? I'm not too bad. Thanks, John. Yourself? Not too bad. Happy New Year to you too. So, were you an FA Cup man when you were young?
2: I was. I, I was just chatting to you off air a little bit the first final I really remember was the uh, 2005 one now I, I was watching football for a bit before that but I remember that United-Arsenal uh, game and going to the penalties and stuff like that but I mean 2006 as a Liverpool fan was the, the big one for me and the, the Gerrard West final. Ham West Ham and, in Cardiff uh, Leonel only. he went on to do uh, some nice things as well there recently so uh, yeah the Paul Chesky the kind of cross shot and the the two Gerrard goals There, that's kind of the big final that stands out for me but I was actually just looking at a couple of the finals there from the last kind of 10 years there was a couple of Arsenal ones i don't even remember uh, there was the manchester city one where they beat watford 6-0 i mean does that really feel like an fa cup final i think it's it a bit of a blur has not it yeah i think that was the one played with no crowd as well so it's it, it's an odd one and uh, it's it's great to see that the com- competition is back and it's it's nice you know we're watching gillingham on, t- on television here when's the last time you know anybody watched gillingham on television so it's it's nice to get to see these kind of smaller clubs and to to kind of give them the, their day in the sun but um for you know fans of the, the big Bigger, the bigger clubs in England, I suppose, uh, you don't really pay attention to the FA Cup until about kind of March time, really.
1: Yeah, I think the interest for us today on Football Saturday will be the Irish players involved in the FA Cup and um, if there's any shocks as well, as Spurs involved at, at lunchtime and Crystal Palace Southampton as well, with Gavin Bazzoni and goal for the Saints. And I think, I suppose, the talking point out of last night is just more pressure on Frank Lampard and Everton and. I don't know where it's going to go, Everton. I, I think the club has been very badly run. Um, it's a mess. Uh, they could go down. They're not too big to fail. And Frank Lampard, I don't know how long he's going to be there for, Aiden.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We'll hear from him very shortly as well. He was coming out being a bit defiant after... after a. a better performance against United and that's the thing about everton they can kind of raise their performances against the bigger teams and when they're kind of motivated to try you know nick a point off of somebody or to you know really I mean it was 3-1 last night but it really should have been 2-1 there was that last minute penalty and stuff but I mean it's we often talk about how you know you, you need to raise your levels against the bigger teams but in the Premier League there's an awful lot of teams that should be not as good as Everton and they're the teams that they quite struggle against. It's you know it's all well and good kind of nicking a point off Tottenham or you know getting a, a good result against Manchester City every now and again but it's the the you know the Crystal Palaces the Brightons the Southamptons they're the teams you need to beat to establish yourself as a proper Premier League team and then to kind of you can kind of build on it from there and it right now Everton are kind of in that position where Liverpool were a couple of years ago where they can kind of throw themselves about against the bigger teams but not get results against the teams they're expected to beat and that's not a great place to be and they're currently sitting 18th in the league and Frank Lampard could be heading out the door He's coming out fighting though anyway Yeah, absolutely, and that's where we'll start our news round because he he says he feels the fans are still on his side despite uh, suffering that FA Cup exit at the hands of Manchester United last night. Conor Cody scoring in both nets as Tottenham fell to a 3-1 defeat in the third round clash. It heaps more pressure on the former England international, but speaking to the media post-match, Lampard says he's still the man to turn things around.
3: I think the reaction from the end of the game probably speaks of how they saw the game because I think they saw that um, spirit of the team and... Um, the way we played and, uh, and I think they saw that we deserved to get a result and um, and that's, a good s- that's good for the players to see because a lot of people want to focus on difficult nights and what does the crowd think and how are they on those nights I think today was a show that fans will respect when you give everything for the club we, we had a lot of that last season and early parts of this season recently when our form at Goodison has not been so good in the last two or three games it's been tough but at the same time the players have to play through that and play out of that Sometimes you cannot control that fact a day like today, other days you have to hold your hands up if you get beaten by Brighton and say yeah the goals weren't good enough defensively those things, today I can't say that about the players, Rashford's, nobody can stop Rashford when he does what he does a couple of times tonight and it changes the game, um, but do we need a win? Yeah, for sure, because people will love And uh, this many wins and this in, or this many losses in this many games. The reality is for me is just clear, we are in a relegation battle, we were in one. For most part of last season, and we are in one again, and then we just have to fight to try and get out of it, um, and that's just where we're at at this point. Yeah, it, it, it was. I don't know what exactly the reason, you know, that relates to the goal or anything, but the, when you you've got to be as diligent as we are in a game like that and put in continuous work ethic. And one of my messages at halftime was, was the midfield three have to shift get across and not allow spaces around the edge of the box for Fernandes to pop into. So that, that message and that other has got to continue and when a player comes off and you quickly got to get a player on especially that next five minutes or so like it's understandable that you know there might be a a few tweaks and unfortunately it fell in that period well no no you can't enjoy defeat um but you can you can certainly uh, it's it's better more for the players than for me really because i I think a lot gets said of you know goodison the other night and how it became a difficult environment to play in um, but it's good for the players to understand that when they give everything even in defeat there's a certain respect to the fans and all, all of them were, were uh, appreciating the players' performance so it was good to stay there for a moment and uh, what we need to do is give them that feeling with results. Will off
1: Offaly's finest, is in studio with us as well Happy New Year to you, Will. Yeah, many happy returns lads. And the Lampard, Gerrard, Axis, all that kind of thing would suggest to me that just because you're a great player doesn't mean you're going to become a great coach now to be fair he doesn't have the best hand Ash Everton But when you look What Eddie Howe's doing At Newcastle mm. You do see a bit of a difference there
0: Yeah look I mean Obviously from Stephen Gerrard's Point of view He has to regroup After losing his job yeah. At Aston Villa I wonder With Frank Lampard I mean the Everton fans Frustrations John Have been at the board As opposed to being Mashiri, mm-hmm. yeah And this has been a Long slump for them And look they're in a Terrible position With financial fair play Particularly around their financials And you're thinking Over this month Everton probably can't do a huge amount of transfer business it's all about staying up a bit like last year and ensuring that they have the Premier League money going into next season and like last night was one of those games where you weren't expecting Everton to win given that run the Manchester United are on and when you saw Manchester United pick a strong team ahead of the game as well I don't think any Everton supporters would have expected a victory but now it's back to the Premier League and very much with the group of players they have they should be more than good enough to stay up in the Premier League but it looks like a second season in a row where they're going to be flirting with the bottom three. Last year I thought Lampard actually did a reasonably good job in the second half of the season everything to keep them up um, because things look reasonably bleak after they lost the game particularly against Burnley and he had to rally them late in the season so we're still learning a little bit about Frank Lampard I think still his teams struggle defensively particularly around set pieces and I wonder if slowly but surely Frank Lampard might come to the realisation that he needs good specialist coaches around him with Everton as well, I know a lot of their supporters have been questioning the effort and application from some of the players. And it's a repeat to see Seamus Coleman go into the autumn and into the winter of his career around a team who are failing so badly currently. Irish Toffees, get in touch,
1: 53106, whatever solutions you might have to Everton's predicament at the moment. Uh, Aidan was just speaking before he came in there, Will, about like the 05 and 06 finals and his early memories of the FA Cup. And as a Liverpool fan, enjoying the win in Cardiff against West Ham yourself. You're from the other Red persuasion Was it 96 The big one for you Eric Cantona
0: I think everyone Probably watched that final That was an absolute Rotter of a final But a fantastic Eric Cantona winner But I think everyone In school Was glued to it Because of um, Liverpool's cream suits As I recall Going into Wembley That day Spice boys And also the fact That United were going For a double I think the most memorable Cup finals uh, Aidan's right Cardiff was just A really good run of finals Uh, Going back to the Arsenal Liverpool game Michael Owen I I remember there Oh, yeah. And then after that there seemed to be just a string of good finals with the exception of I think United had a very one-sided one against Millwall but outside of that we had lots of excitement even the penalties Do you remember are, the last few years or is just a blur now? Um, ah, no I do remember them I mean again I'm a sucker for this weekend where you've got the third round ties and obviously all the managers have been asked this weekend because of the discussions around the restructuring of English football scrapping the whether they would like replays to be gone I think some of them will be terribly lost for the lower league clubs but the reality is if you look across the continent competitions which had two legs, even I think the Spain in their cup up until recent years had two legs, they've stripped them back through the pandemic and through the World Cup. It's very difficult to see them come back. So England's an outlier where they've got two cup competitions and until now replays in the FA Cup. So I would be shocked if there wasn't some kind of financial deal found that would say, hey, on days like today, Gillingham, you'll get a few more quid. But the possibility of a replay be taken away?
1: Yeah, only for the third and fourth round you have the replays. Now, Aidan, there's five matches that kicked off at half twelve. Any goals so far?
2: Yeah, just the one game with goals in it so far. It's just coming up to half time between Crystal Palace and Southampton, an all Premier League encounter here. And Altson Edward opened the scoring there, uh, shooting past Gavin Bizzuno on 14 minutes. But James Ward Prowse has hit back for struggling Southampton. And as I say, that one just ticking into added time. So it's Crystal Palace one, Southampton one, uh, all scoreless in. In the other games as well we're watching the game between Gillingham and Leicester here that's scoreless so far scoreless as well between Preston and Huddersfield no goals between Reading and Watford and heading for half time between Tottenham and Portsmouth as well it's scoreless in that one so far um, the other big game will of course you heard Will mention there that the uh, lower league clubs are plotting some third round shocks this weekend but Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp says it's time to scrap replace. it's one of the topics being discussed by the Premier League, FA and EFL yesterday as part of plans to revolutionise the football calendar uh, ahead of Liverpool's clash with we- Wolves this evening uh, kickoff in that one is at 8 o'clock uh, this evening also sees a Sheffield Wednesday attempt to get past in-form Newcastle, a London derby between Brentford and West Ham and there's another all-flight top clash and that's Liverpool and Wolves Celtic also in action today. Yeah, they have a chance to go 12 points clear at the top of the Scottish Premiership this afternoon. The defending champions host Kilmarnock at Parkhead from three o'clock. In some other football news there, France head coach Didier Deschamps has extended his contract until June of 2026 when the next World Cup begins. He guided his country to the world title in 2018 but they were beaten in Qatar by Argentina in last month's final. That's considered to be an all-time classic and it means that uh, Zinedine Zidane will have to wait to manage his country.
1: Yeah, it's going to be since 2012 uh, Deschamps took over. That's a, That's a long run in international football yeah. management. I can't think of many that are longer. It also
0: means that Zidane is going to be quite a while out of football because it seems unlikely he's going to take a club job. By all reports, he's waiting to try and get the France position when Deschamps goes. For guy with so much success with Real Madrid, it's remarkable that he hasn't gone into another coaching position. We're talking with this, about the you know, late Gianluca Vialli yesterday, where... His star as a manager burned very brightly, very quickly. And then Paddy Agnew was telling us on last night's show that, in a way, it was kind of classically Viali to take on a couple of jobs and then not managed at all and then reappears with the Italian team after the European Championships in the summer of 2021 as Mancini's right-hand man. I wonder with Zidane how long will he actually wait for the France job but perfectly understandable that De Deschamps would get an extension beyond oh, he deserves the an Euros extension. with the way that they've played. Up to him
1: unless it ha- happens like Yogi Love that it just falls apart at the Euros in Germany. That would mm. be the only way you'd see Zidane coming in ahead of time.
0: No, and I think to be fair to the French Federation they didn't panic when they didn't have a good Nations League campaign ahead of the World Cup. They knew that his goal was that the team in the right place for the World Cup and he's proven that for tournament football for the best part Deschamps is quite a good manager so I can understand that Lionel Scaloni it seems is going to sign the deal till 2028 right. with Argentina as well so the two managers that got teams to the World Cup final are both going to be rewarded
1: Moani scores totally
2: different conversation in a way but Deschamps staying yep. yeah exactly uh, we'll move on to some rugby news then uh, Ulster looking to bounce back from last weekend's loss to Munster they're taking on Benison in the URC this lunchtime Dan McFarlane cites third in the table but have won just once in their last five games in all competitions, that game is underway in Treviso with uh, Ulster wing Robert Balacoon winning his 50th cap for his province. And good news for him and them uh, they lead with 14 minutes on the clock. It's Ulster 7, Benison 0. Eric O'Sullivan has crossed over for a try, and that was converted by John Cooney. Uh, so it stands Ulster 7, Benison uh, 0. With 14 minutes on the clock, there they need to get a big win. In some of the other games today, Mack Hansen and Finlay Bealen returned for Connacht for their match against the Sharks in Galway. That's a 5:15 kickoff, and Harry Byrne starts his first game of the season for leaders Leinster, who are away to the Ospreys from 7:35. Last night, Munster moved up to 5th in the URC standings with a 33 points to 3 win over the Lions at Musgrave Park. They built on last weekend's comeback win over Ulster to give themselves some good momentum as they head into the Heineken Champions Cup next weekend. John Hodnett was named the man of the match last night and Speaking to TG Carr, he was happy with a dominant performance. John, uh, brilliant performance by the team, uh, but fairly physical out there. The conditions were tough. Fire was it like,
4: yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um, you know, they're they're a big pack, they're big men. So um, I suppose just d- dealing with their physicality was probably the biggest part, and I thought we did that quite well. Um, our defence was very good again, like, and you know, we didn't con- concede a try. So that's massive for us as well. And you know, even the sport here now, with the you know under the conditions tonight, now was savage.
5: Yeah, even you talk about the conditions, but you look to play the ball and hand a lot. I'd say the ball wasn't kicked that much from you, so was that a tactic for the night?
4: Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose we're just, we're just building on skills every week and um, just trying to get better and then bring it out to the pitch here now, so yeah, it's just working on every week.
5: Some young players coming in as well and like, you're probably becoming more experienced, but see Scott Buckley coming off the bench uh, early on and uh, the scrum under pressure, but you seem to fix that.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, in fairness, Scotted unreal when he came on, like, in the scrum around the park and and, and in the lineouts as well under, under very tough conditions, like, so, yeah, in fairness, lot, like, Keane Hurley there as well, like, you know, a lot of lads back and but, you know, you could name a few more, like, but, you know, unreal to see all the young lads.
2: So it was Munsters, John Hodnett there speaking after that 30-point win last night and uh, Benison have just equalised against Ulster, so 16 minutes on the clock and it's now seven points apiece there in Italy. The Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Series gets underway this afternoon as well. Ireland internationals Aoife Dalton and Dana O'Brien are among the 10 Leinster debutants for their clash with Connacht at Energia Park. A kick-off there is at half-past two. And then a little bit later, Munster and Ulster do battle, Munster defending their title at Musgrave Park from 4.45. Now he is
0: buzzed, lads, about the O'Byrne Cup. Uh, Pre-season, John. <laughs> uh, we have got to, got to you pace yourself into the season when there's uh, seven or eight months of Intercounty uh, still left now at this stage. But um, look, again, I was telling Aidan earlier on, I did get impulsively caught up and I bought the pass for all of the games in the Walsh Cup and the O'Byrne Cup uh, during the week. So. Is this a pass to watch them on the stream or to go yeah, to the it's games? Yeah, to watch the stream. So watch I knew the it, pass. Uh, it was €40 Euro for all the games. OK. Um, it wasn't cheap, but again, it was one of those things midweek. I was like, I'd like to be able to go back and re watch them because you can re watch the stream. So, um, I'm a sucker. That's uh, dedication, kind of Will. Stuff. Well, you see, there you go. I'm just trying to explain that maybe this is me and I'm possibly in a slightly different position to others. But um, Aidens County, Wexford, I saw are potentially going to sell out their game against Kilkenny in a couple yeah. of weeks' time in the Walsh Cup. So, there is that interest level, particularly saying we're looking at the new regime in Kilkenny going down to play against one of their rivals. It'll only be a couple of weeks before the league starts. So, the, the strong game under lights
2: on, in yeah. Wexford Park as well. So, that's, that's definitely going to get and.
1: And Michal Donoghue in the dubs hot seat now.
2: Absolutely, yeah, he has his first game as the Dublin uh, hurling manager this afternoon, last year's champions taking on Antrim at Parnell Park in the Walsh Cup from 2 o'clock There's five games at the same time in the O'Byrne Cup in football's competition, having both opened with wins midweek. Kildare take on Louth in Newbridge Offaly begin life under Liam Kearns by hosting Wicklow, while Carlow make the trip to Longford, Westmead play Wexford at the Downs, while Navan is the venue for Mead against Leash.
1: Now we have club action as well not a senior level but at other level
2: Yes yeah, semi-finals day in the AIB All-Ireland Club Intermediate and Junior Football Championships Feathered St. Mogues of Wexford play Kerry's Rathmore and Dunmore McHales of Galway go up against the Pierces of Tyrone in the last four at Intermediate the latter game they're just about to get underway in about 10 minutes time while Feathered Rathmore is at 2 o'clock throwing while the Junior Semis sees Kerry's Fossa take on Castletown of Meath while Clifton of Galway come up against Stewartstown Harps of Tyrone. Uh,
1: Five three hundred six FA Cup memories. Nineteen eighty seven. There's two different textures here. It's not the same person. So nineteen eighty seven Coventry Spurs. Keith Houghton's diving header is a great FA Cup final memory. Uh, says Deck. And nineteen eighty seven FA Cup final. Spurs versus Coventry. Won by diving header. Gracious, FA Cup final by a distance. One of the worst days of my life. I have to say, as an eight year old Spurs fan, uh, when they lost three two to Coventry. So look and um, thanks for rubbing it in. Early doors. Um, Golf wise, we have. Uh, all the desire to be in Hawaii right now but we're not but Seamus Power is
2: yeah we're cheering on the Waterford man from afar he's seven shots off the lead at the midway point of the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii he carried the second round 69 overnight and sits in a tie for 12th place at nine under par two-time major winner Colin Morikawa takes a two-shot lead into the weekend at 16 under par and the Los Angeles native is highly fancied to add to his major tally this year and he says he was happy with his play in the first tournament so far of the year
5: similar yesterday pretty solid Um, made some good putts you know obviously played a lot harder with kind of the wind and just the fairways rolling pretty fast you know you end up in a lot of spots where you're just going to end up in the rough I mean one 13 um, 10 even you know it's it's just it's going to happen and uh, you just got to play shots and kind of hit them to good spots and Thankfully, we were able to take advantage of, you know, enough holes today to kind of keep that birdies going. Somewhat. Uh, I mean, the course is playing firmer than before, so you have to adjust on a few holes. But uh, just knowing, you know, kind of the, the normal wind direction that we've seen and I think that we're going to see over the next couple of days, uh, it just kind of allows you to go up to these tees knowing what to do and knowing where balls might end up and not getting frustrated that, you know, you're on one here and the ball's most likely going to end up in the rough. Yeah, I mean, even that first week at Myakoba, um you know, I thought I putted a lot better and a lot more consistent, even though that was the first week. Uh, I think it's just because, like, they've all been better changes, but they've all been really simple changes. You know, putting-wise, it's, it's not like I'm trying to think, like, perfectly take it back, you know, don't pull it in, don't take it out. It's just really take it back and hit the putt on the right speed. Um, and just little things, you know, just trying to get just being more aware. And and now I'm aware, you know, if, if I hit a bad putt out there, what what's the cause? Like, was it speed? Was it, you know, this or that? Like before, it was just rolling the dice and guessing. So I, it, it's just, I have a little, I'm at, I'm at ease now, you know, knowing if I hit a bad shot or a good shot, just what I'm doing.
1: A lot of cream at the top of that leaderboard in Hawaii, so a very interesting season ahead on the PGA Tour. Uh, tennis to finish? Today. Yeah,
2: the first tennis Grand Slam of the year will be missing the world number one in the men's game. Carlos Alcaraz has been ruled out of the upcoming Australian Open. He picked up a muscle problem in his right leg during training for the event. The Spaniard didn't make the season ending ATP finals and the Davis Cup after tearing an abdominal muscle at the end of last year either.
1: Now, remember, as you're binging on sport this weekend, folks, pick out your best performance the weekend, whether it's player, or manager, even the ref, tune into OGB's. Instagram page tomorrow evening, Sunday. Leave your selection in the comments under our performance rankings post. If your selection matches our topic live on Monday's OTB AM, then you're the chance of winning a Gillette Pro Glide razor, skin guard shaving gel, and Pro Glide refill blades pack. That is the Gillette Labs performance rankings for an effortless finished your day. Predictions time: Willow Callahan and Aidan Delaney. Okay, let's go through rapid fire. And the listeners, you can get a touch five three one zero six. Let's set up the year twenty twenty three. So excited about the radio and the sport we're going to bring you on off the ball on news talk over the year and on OTBAM as well uh, on our digital show during the week our breakfast show. Willow Callahan, Rugby World Cup, France, and how are Ireland going to do?
0: Mm, they'll get out of the pool, I think. They're losing the quarterfinals, unfortunately. Familiar story.
2: And Aidan. Uh, I think France, but I think if South Africa beat France when they come up e- against each other, I think it's, they're scheduled for a quarterfinals. I think that opens it up for Ireland.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we have also the Women's World Cup.
2: Yeah, um, this is in football. Yes, yeah. I think Ireland. I think will definitely get a win down in Australia. I don't think they'll get out of their group, and uh, it's probably set up for the US to actually win the tournament. Yeah,
0: I think you would to win. I hope Ireland get a result against Senegal, particularly. Mm. Um, again, it's so important about the start. You mean Nigeria. Games. Or Nigeria, sorry. I think the Australia game is obviously an important way to try and kick off the tournament. I wonder, as well, when it comes to the tickets, just very briefly, that we're still yeah, 1,500 tickets. 4% allocation. I, I think a lot more Irish people will be in the ground, because I think a lot more Irish people on the ground in Australia will actually get their hands on tickets. I don't think it's going to seem as one side. Like a giant stadium. Yeah, but it'd be nowhere near as
2: one side in the sands as it seems at the moment. At least I'm hoping that's the case the Champions League City finally no uh, oh. I think I think Real Madrid will do it again PSG oh no
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just have a feeling again I, I don't know um, how it's all going to work for PSG second half of the season and because, Bay and Messi all hooking at the end of the and look there's a bit of a kind of a World Cup hangover for their three main stars yeah. for various different reasons because yeah. the way the World Cup finished up but I think if PSG just get their house in order, I think they've got a better squad than they've had in recent years. This is one that's set up to actually potentially win the tournament. I think Galtier will set them up a lot less reserved than they were under Pochettino. And I think they might just get over the line this time. But a bit like Aiden, Real Madrid are always the one who probably aren't even talked about a huge amount. It's, a, the it's a safe final. bet, really. And I think yeah, their mentality when it comes to big games is just insane. Well, the Vancellotti as well is very yeah. good at this as well.
1: Well, you have the bragging rights, Will, because you did predict Argentina. Um, Champions League, we've done Premier League,
2: City. No Arsenal. I'm I'm what? I, I'm going to put it in. I'm I just I think they've gotten this far and yeah. I think if they can manage to keep some of their their stars fit I think if Odegaard stays fit and I think if Thomas Partey stays fit I can see them holding on.
0: The next month is so important for Arsenal. And I we don't have the squad lads. I think there's squa- the squad. I do think their squad is a little bit too thin and like if they the get one or two not even happy through trouble. the season
2: yet. But I they would, still yeah, have a January transfer window just one more sign and just somebody like a I don't know a Cody Gakpo to come in there. Right. Not him but obviously somebody like that I think think City
1: will will reel them in I think City will win it Uh, All-Ireland Championships so don't tell me Wexford
2: No I I don't think uh, we'll get that far but I do think the hurlers will have a good year under Darry Egan in his second term Uh, I think Limerick are probably going to storm the hurling again and I think Dublin might be a fancy to come back into the football
0: Limerick and Dublin in the men's I hate that he said Dublin because that was my thinking before he said (laughs) it I think with the players that Dublin have brought back in that has to make them serious contenders again and obviously The hurling
1: hurling is back. By the way, tell us about the hurling pod.
0: Hurling pod is back in. I think a couple of weeks time we're going to do. That. We'll have a show definitely the week before the league gets underway with James Gal and with Paul Murphy. I'm sure both James and Paul would agree with me that Limerick look reasonably unstoppable. Do you agree with the them? current season? Do I agree with them? Yep. That they're unstoppable. No. I, I think they'll be a bit like last year. I think they'll ease their way into the year. Right. But there's no evidence so far to indicate to me that any of the contenders are close enough to Limerick to beat them in the championship. Albeit, I'm looking forward to this year because of all the new
2: managements and some of the changes that are around. Okay briefly ladies football camogie um yeah i think i'd love to see Wexford coming back it's a bit stronger in the camogie they've obviously been kind of there thereabouts for the last couple of years but i think it's Kilkenny's probably to lose in camogie and uh, me they're probably starting the domination now uh, in the ladies football as well
0: Mead obviously boosted by the fact that Vicky Wall is back yeah. that's the big news that we got a couple of weeks ago and i bit like that. i think Kilkenny just above Galway in the camogie
1: will we have irish major winners in golf this year and I said plural because Leona obviously as well
2: yeah, yeah. I'd love to see Leona do it um, I think Seamus Power will have a top 5 this year Right. I don't think he'll, he'll end up will Rory
0: win a major I think he will this year Okay. not sure which one but I think he yeah will.
2: I think he might take a PGA or something like that I, I can't see him in the Masters
1: and any surprise of the year anything to watch out for or any sports star to watch out for
2: um, probably Evan Ferguson is probably the one to keep an eye on for the mm. rest of the year now um, I, I can't think of anything else keep, keep
0: an eye on both Jack Crowley and Harry Byrne over the next while because mm. someone has to emerge as the third person to get. Yeah, the game. well, this is, and I think it's going to be one of the two of them that goes as the third out half.
1: Okay, listeners, five three one zero six, and just one more thing: the event you'd like to go to if you could, if you had the bucket list,
0: if you had the magic one. I'd, I'd
2: love to go down to Australia to see the women's team. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be just
0: amazing. I'd like to go to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be against going to WrestleMania 39 in LA this year either, if we're using sport in a slightly General wider context. Term, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Super Bowl is what I'd like to go to. My plot I'm definitely gonna to go to one in the next couple of years.
4: The more you play with people, the more you get used to their position, you
0: get used to their movements, and obviously you build chemistries. Did it take long to build the chemistry with Shane Wallstein? No, didn't take long at all. <laughs> Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed,
1: wherever you get your podcasts.